Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. GS and Camwex, I swear to God, I thought we were going to do something when we came back, and I forgot what it was. Um, what the hell was it? What were we talking about? Uh, we were talking, well... <laughs> we just finished up with the... Well, no, not that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that that's for the podcast. We were, talking, oh, yeah, we were yeah. taking phones, right? We were talking about the... Let's retrace our steps. Oh, I, I, know, <laughs> I, I, I know. It was what I told you guys in the break, that uh, Donald Trump took the stand today in the E. Jean Carroll case, which, by the way... And we need to get Chet or Brad on to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I understand it more than the average bear, but I don't understand it enough. That he, So he was uh, sued for defaming her when she said that he had sexually assaulted her and he said that she was a liar. And they went to court and she won. And then he immediately said it again. And she sued him again. Mm-hmm. So he's going to go to another trial. And then he said it again. And now she's sued for a third time. I mean, I... I I guess it could just keep going. Uh, but anyway, the the part that really struck me is that the judge, the federal judge, and I, I know something about federal judges, like they do not play. That is the last, uh, the last vestige of, uh, of royalty I- I- in our country. You know, appointed for life. You have to impeach them. You're never going to impeach them. And uh, they're not afraid of Donald Trump or anyone else. They have their own little fiefdom. And so this judge, when Donald Trump took the stand— uh, said something that I can't say on KMOX. Uh, you can go look it up. And he said, I just want to say a few words, and here's how the legal world works. And we had a trial, and the jury found that uh, Donald Trump had lied knowingly and defamed this woman, and that sticks, and he can't say anything about that. And then he said, factually, here's what he did to her. And it is so graphic not pornographic, but graphic, that I don't think I can say it on KMOX Radio. Yeah, I wouldn't. And how crazy is that, that a former president of the United States has been uh, convicted is the wrong word, found guilty, uh, found liable for an act on a woman that a federal judge said in open federal court 
while sitting eight feet away from the former president that I can't repeat. Yeah. Just let that sink in. What are I mean, well, we know it, though. There's just, I mean, and in fact, I think uh, I think Major Garrett might have mentioned this with, with Ron's and Amy earlier. Like, there's just no deal breakers when it comes to him. Take it away. Stairway. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I have some things the judge said today I want to repeat. Yeah, right, here on, great. right here on Camel And then the judge said. All right, I, I, I guess I, what I decided I want to do, I want to do a little bit of a change up from the political stuff since we've been doing that. There's something a little bit more interesting that I, I know what do. it was. What's that? I know what it was. And you may want to talk about this or you may not. Uh, the thing about the border deal. Oh, you want to play the Romney stuff? Sure. Okay, yeah, we can just do that. We'll continue this topic. Because yeah. we pulled this earlier. So... Uh, this is simple, man. This is Mitt Romney being asked today about what's holding up border reform, immigration reform. And this is what he had to say. This is why he's doing oh, I, I think I think the border is a very important issue for uh, Donald Trump. Uh, and the fact that he would communicate to uh, Republican senators and Congress people that he doesn't want us to solve the border problem because he wants to blame uh, Biden for it is uh, is really appalling. But the, but the reality is that, that uh, we have a crisis at the border. The American people are suffering as a result of uh, what's happening at the border. Uh, and someone running for president ought to try and get the, uh, you know, the problem solved as opposed to saying, hey, save that problem. Don't solve it. Uh, let me take credit for solving it later. So a uh, little housekeeping here. A couple days ago, we did an hour and a half, and we had lots of people calling in defending Donald Trump. I want you to know that you are not uh, relegated to a specific segment. If we're talking about Donald Trump and you think we're saying something that is untrue or unfair, call uh, 314-436-7900. But here's, here's the problem I'm in. I'm a human. I have my own opinions. I have my own thoughts. I have my own values. You can't avoid Donald Trump. You can't. And so if like right now I'm looking at two televisions and every uh, news station is covering this, that more and more Republican lawmakers are coming out furious because they are close to a border deal. And the the former president evidently, as Romney said, uh, is pressuring them. Block it. Don't do it. I want to do it. And get the credit for it when I win the election. Well, he also wants to hammer Biden for yes. it for the next year. Yes. Right. Uh, there's no way I can't talk about that. And there's no way I can't give my opinion. But if you think I'm wrong, you can call and tell me I'm wrong. Back to you, Wheels. No, I, just, I, I find that to be fascinating. And to me, you know, when we, we were sitting in the office talking about some stuff with our boss, Steve, the other day. And he was joking about how I'm the one that just hates everything. And I do. And this is what I hate. I hate inconsistency. If your political opponent told other people to do something the same way, you would think that's ridiculous. That person's terrible. If if Joe Biden were to say something, again, same could be a different issue, could be the same issue, but tell other Democrats, hey, 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 we're not fixing this now. I want to beat Donald Trump over the head with it, and then when we win, we'll fix it later. I, I would be upset about that as much as I am about this. It doesn't matter to me who it is. The whole point is that we are the ones that are supposed to be getting work done on our behalf. Our our well-being as a nation is not about a political weapon you can swing at an opponent. Although that's what it is, though, right? Which is why I'm a hater. Because this is what national politics is at this point. I don't care who does it. That's not okay. It's not okay 
to say, no, 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 I need to be able to use this as a weapon in the election and I want the credit later. That's not okay. It wouldn't be okay if it was Biden or Bill Clinton or Barack Obama or George W. Bush. It doesn't matter. Right? Right. If it's something that would be better for people, then that should happen as soon as possible. Right? I don't know how you argue that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just want to make sure that I'm not yeah. nuts. Well, I mean, he also said he just he just did. It's out there. It's a quote that he hopes that the uh, the economy tanks this year because he doesn't want to be Woodrow Wilson. He did, he he wants it to he wants it to tank now so he can come back and fix it as opposed to tanking when he takes over. And it goes to the narrative that myself and people on my side of the aisle say, which is hard for me to put my head around for those who are supporters of Donald Trump, that that is evidence right there that this is not about policy. It's not about his positions. It's, about, it's about him. This is all about Donald Trump. Yeah, if you can get a deal. And Take if, it. If the Republican, You're still going to be able to beat the Biden up. Sorry. Also, if the Republican caucus likes it, let them let make a deal. And also, if you don't think it's good enough, then do better later. Yeah. You can always do better later, but getting something started is not a bad idea. Because I think, what what's the percentage, Michael? I mean, what's the percentage of Americans that are like, yep, immigration's an issue? Well, it it's is the majority. Number, it is the number one issue right now in the country. What is it, it's though? Is it the 60s? It's in the high 50s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a lot of people. It's a huge issue. Uh, but it's, you know, normally when we see it, it's economy and crime. We're seeing the border issue be the number one. And I think it's partly because what a lot of these southern states have done, maybe rightfully so, of mm-hmm. sending these immigrants uh, around uh, around the country uh, and everybody having to feel the burden and the pain that so many down on the southern border have felt. And my argument all along is is that for 40 years of my life, this has been the topic. We've been talking this same stuff about the border my whole life. It's a porous border. We need to fix it. We need to fix it. And my argument is is neither side wants to fix it. Well, now apparently we do have a deal, and this is what's going to keep us from doing it? Not policy, not an argument that, hey, oh, well, we're going to let bad people in. No, it's that I want to take credit for it because the whole world's about me. Lots of phone calls coming in. Uh, Once we get them up, we'll start taking them. Until then, we're just going to sit quietly. (laughs) (laughs) And contemplate ourselves. (laughs) What else did you have? Well, I mean, it's totally different than that. (laughs) It would be completely different. Now, I will say there was another story that that related to this idea uh, of people getting things wrong. I mean, you you know, Dean Phillips, obviously running against Joe Biden. um, And he made this point yesterday. He tweeted it out. It was a map of the United States. And it had the red and the blue on it that showed here. Here's where here are the, the the areas that vote red, vote blue. And his point was there's more red than blue, and we as Democrats need to fix this. But he's just showing the map based on geography, not poly, not not population. The map shows on population is it's fifty fifty, and every election shows us that it's fifty fifty. Why does someone who's who's running for president not understand that land doesn't vote? <laughs> Human beings vote, and we should be talking. I mean, every election, Michael, every presidential election is basically 50-50. Right. They're and, right down. So why is there this idea that because the land is labeled red or blue, 
And it's a good visual, right? And yeah. it makes it look like, oh, my God, this is a Republican country. But there are more people in a borough in New York City than there are in the whole state of Kansas. So you take up, you know, you got that big splotch in Kansas. It's red. But there's actually more people up in New York. and But that's the simple-minded argument that fits the purpose but doesn't have the logic behind it. Right. And that's a Democratic presidential candidate who clearly is trying to make a point like, oh, we need to be better at making people agree with us. But like you're just making the wrong point. The yeah. whole map could be purple at this point. Right. Hey, Andrew, let's uh, get Jonathan up on line two. Uh, Jonathan, you are on the air. Go right ahead. How are you doing? Good, man. Uh, great show, Dave. Listen, I just want to say one thing. I can't stand Trump, first of all. I wouldn't vote for him for dog catcher, and I do think he's nuts. However... I don't think what he said about the economy crashing was like, hey, I wish. I think what he sees is the economy is going to crash. He doesn't want to be in there when it happens. I mean, we have middle-class people spending on credit cards like crazy. We have a deficit that's out of control. And at some point, things are going to come home. And I just, that's all my opinion is that I just don't think Trump, you know, in this particular instance, Matt, I hope it crashes. I think what he's saying is, I hope I'm not in there when it does. And my apologies if I wasn't clear. Nope. No, I that's actually, yeah, that's actually rational. But I guess a counter to that, like a, 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 an unemotional counter to that would be, you're running for president. You still shouldn't say that out loud. Let's have Richard on line one. Join us. Richard, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Yeah, thanks for thanks for taking my call. I just want to dis- disagree with you guys in uh, uh, your your comments about the, the Republicans not wanting to solve the problem on the border. The, uh, the House of Representatives passed HR two, and Chuck Schumer would not even bring it up for a vote. I mean, it, it had everything in it that many normal people would require about border security and the Democrats and Chuck Schumer would not bring it up. The, the problem with the, with the Ukraine and, and, and uh, Israel's funding would have been solved had they taken up HR2 and then we could have gone on to the funding of Ukraine and, and Israel. And I think you guys are misrepresenting how this whole thing went down. Uh, hold on there, Richard. Let me respond to that. First of all, uh, I would never fight you on that the Democrats are any better than the Republicans. All due respect to Michael Kelly. That uh, it seems to me that they're all hypocrites. What's good for the goose should be good for the gander. Every time the power changes, it's, oh, we're going to get rid of the filibuster, but then we're going to do this, now we're going to do that. Don't doubt that at all. Uh, What about the specific news from today of Donald Trump saying, oh, I understand that there's a bipartisan deal in the works. Stop it so that I can take credit for it. That's what we're talking about. On the HR2 thing, I don't dispute you. That's all That's all hearsay, what he said. Nobody knows what he said. I mean, for my opinion is that's, that's uh, liberal uh, media making some kind of a report and trying to, trying to bring him down. Mitt, Mitt, Mitt guys, Romney said it on camera. Yeah, that's, there you go. A rhino. I mean, <laughs> Mitt Romney, Romney is not going up for re-election, is he? He is not. He is not going to go for a re-election. So what? You know, he's going to he's going to say something that completely outlandish. Thank you, Richard. Uh, John's calling in about the death penalty. 
That's very important, but let's stick with uh, what we're talking about. Thank you, John. And uh, Michael's holding on. And if anyone else wants to jump in on this, 314-436-7900. That was really interesting, what Richard just said, because it's, to me, sort of the uh, get-out-of-jail-free card. That, well, that's just hearsay. That's just the the liberals, like Romney, big liberal. Uh, well, we'll we'll see. And, and look, I'm an evidence-based guy that if— Donald Trump were to, to deny that, oh, I didn't say that, or if there weren't evidence of it, then it's not an issue. Uh, but something tells me there's going to be enough people saying, okay, this is what he told me, and maybe he'll even say it himself. Uh, but that was interesting. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. DGS wheels back to you. All right, what do you want to do? We want to do the clearing of the of the set of the table. Sure. Because I, I think it's fair to say that you know when when somebody says, well, it's just one person making this claim, right? It was Mitt Romney making this claim about Donald Trump's pressure to kill this deal. Uh, it was not just him. It was him. It was Mitch McConnell. Uh, it was Todd Young from Indiana. It was Tom. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Tom Tillis from North Carolina. It was uh, John Thune. Uh, there were like six or seven senators, United States senators, that went on the record saying this pressure is happening. We think this is a good deal. We shouldn't kill this deal. So we got to show one of the. I think it was. I think it was Tillis who said we've got to show some courage here and get this done. So it's not just one guy who's on his way out of office. It's at least half a dozen senators. So I don't know how many Republican senators are there, Michael. Well, uh, forty-nine. Forty-nine. So. Pretty good percentage mm -hmm. just on one day saying this is what happened. Yep. That's all. I just wanted and, to be clear about that. It's not one guy who's disgruntled and on his way out, which is a fair point, right? People drop yeah. bombs when they're on their way out. That's not what it is. Yeah. Anyone can say anything. Right. Yep. Yeah, when you're quitting. <laughs> and, and to most Donald Trump supporters, I think they'll say all of those guys are rhinos and, you know, not truly principled. Right. But again, well, I mean, I, it's simple enough if someone has the guts to just ask Donald Trump, hey, 
did you say this? Do you don't you want him to get a deal done? Do you really want him to wait? Yeah, then yeah. he can then he can answer. And if I'm in his position, I'm just going to say I think it's a bad deal. That's what I'm telling him. If that's what I'm if I'm him, that's what I'm tell that's what I'm saying publicly. Um but then the counter to that is the what what we talked about earlier. If this is deal is not good enough, take not good enough right now and do more later when you're back. Especially right? since it's an emergency. Well, it, that's what we're told. And I think we would all agree it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's not just, I mean, it, it's it's a bunch of things, right? When we talk about, people are worried about things like fentanyl coming across the border, even though it's like 90, 95% of it comes through legal ports of entry. But still, you know, they, there are worries about that. There's worries about the impact on the economy. There's worries about, um, e- even if you're looking at it the other and, way, the humanitarian you side know what? of it. I, I agree. Yeah. The border's a mess. Yeah. It needs to be fixed. We yes. have a lot of things that are a mess. I have two problems. I'm not a Christian nationalist, and Christian nationalists scare me. And uh, I, I'm not uh, a cult follower. And beyond that, if, if you can take the most conservative person you want. I'll listen to them. And I'm, I'll probably agree with them. I just can't stand the whole cult stuff. I can't stand the QAnon stuff. I can't stand the the groveling like Tim Scott. My God, I used to respect that guy so much. I can't even look at him now. Yeah. Just the the Trump making, just rubbing his face in it, like rubbing a, a puppy's face in pee or something. And then him groveling and, oh, I love you. And just like, oh, my God, what are we doing? It's not about conservative. It's not about right wing. It's not about Republican it, 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 it's 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 about sanity. Quick break, right back. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. DGS, do you know that this was Kisses at Tim Dad Disco? Yes. So great. <laughs> they One thing about them, they were not afraid to try to play to what was popular. Yeah. They were very much into trying to be stars. as mu- They not like so much. money. Yeah. I, 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 did you ever watch the documentary? No. Oh, there's a great kiss. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it, it involves Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. Mm-hmm. Now, that means you're getting their slant, their spin on things. Mm-hmm. But it also means it's not something that doesn't have inside information. Yeah. And they're, it's funny listening to them talk about trying to deal with the disco era. I, uh, <clears throat> I got to hang out with those guys for about two hours one time. Nice. They were in Keishi, and Favaz was kind enough to invite me over. And it was just so weird. Was it? It was just so weird. I mean, it was weird you're sitting there with Kiss. Right, right. <laughs> and they are both like caricatures of themselves. <laughs> Gene is just like, David. Let me tell you so. And you're like, (laughs) yes, Gene Simmons. He does do that thing where, like, everything he's about to say is the most important thing you've ever heard. Did he have sunglasses on? Very brooding. Yeah. And then Paul Stanley was just Paul Stanley. Yeah. You know? He's the the energy in the room. 
Really interesting. I don't know why, but they both entertain me. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think there's anything. Like, like I don't love their music. It's fine. Like, it's good. You know, if you're at a concert and it's like they're playing that, you're like, yeah, this is a great concert song. Yeah. It's not like anybody's going to be like, these are the most well, well-written songs of all time. They were right in my wheelhouse. They they came out when I was in about sixth or seventh grade. And I've told the story when I got to seventh grade, I was terrified <laughs> of older kids. Yeah. And one of the uh, first things that happened was some guy approached me in Kiss makeup and said, are you part of the Kiss army? I'm like, I'm part of whatever army you need to be. Just don't beat my ass. <laughs> I'm in whatever army you're in, sir. But I, I never got into them to that degree, but I yeah. always liked them, especially yeah. Peter Chris, the drummer, because I was a drummer. And then I heard them say, and they told me when I was with them, that they thought of themselves as the rock and roll Beatles. Three-minute songs, 4-4 mm. backbeat. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. You guys are good songwriters. Yeah. So, um, Dave Murray can't be with us. His grandson is with him this week, so we're cutting him a lot of slack. Uh, but he did do a, a live look. Well, let's see what's going on with our weather across the St. Louis area. And there's not a lot of change in the pattern. It's stuck. And it's going to stay stuck right into Saturday night. So for tonight, we've got periods of rain coming to an end, especially as we go through the evening. I think by 8 or 9 o'clock, it's gone. Then we're just mostly cloudy the rest of the night in some areas of fog. 38 for the low. So we're talking liquid rain once again on Friday. Still like Friday as a dry day. Mostly cloudy skies, though. It's kind of gloomy again. 48 for the high. Lots of clouds Friday night, 38. Now the next round of rain, which will be the last round for a while, will be coming in on Saturday, especially in the afternoon and into Saturday evening. Periods of rain. It's kind of a chilly rain. Not a lot of movement in temperature. 42 for the high on Saturday. Sunday, that batch should be gone, but it's going to stay mostly cloudy and chilly. 42 for the high on Sunday. As we get into next week, it does look like a little bit of a warming trend, mainly because we're going to see more in the way of sunshine. The next week to week and a half will bring kind of some seesaw temperatures, but no extreme cold. I still kind of like the idea of colder weather coming in here by the middle of February. However, January cold is really tough to beat. I do not think it's going to be as cold as the surge we're coming out of that lasted about 12 days or so, but it's going to kind of set us back into winter. And if we're going to see a decent snow, it's going to happen probably in the range of February 14th until about the end of the month. That's the stretch where I think it's going to be cold and get it cold enough, we should see a little bit of snow. So there you go. There's the forecast short term and long term. Talk to you tomorrow. Okay, very good. Um, Brian Kilmeade will be with us at 4 p.m. So we'll be talking about some some political things there as well. Uh, Let's see here. The uh, one of the mass shooters parents are on trial now. In a, a, a first of its kind sort of case. That's the Michigan one, the Ethan yes. Crumbly case. Yeah. Yes. And it's really, really interesting. And I, I saw some of the, the testimony and some of the things they have against them. And it's just awful. And the kid himself, uh, I think during sentencing, when he had a chance to talk, said, don't blame my mom and dad. They didn't know about it. I did it. And to that, I say, shut up. Who cares? Go away. Uh, we're trying them now. And your opinion really doesn't matter to me. Yeah. You could be lying. You could be protecting them. You're a freak. Just shut up. I don't care. Uh, these these are bad people. They were contacted by the, the school any number of times. Told chapter and verse. 
this is what your kid's doing. They knew what he was doing. And it, it's like a uh, just a how-to of how to create a serial killer. And this kid had lots and lots of problems, and he was telling them I'm having problems. I'm hallucinating. I'm thinking about violence. He's drawing kids all bloody in school. They bought him a gun. Uh, the day of the shooting, as I understand it, they said, you need to come get your son, and you need to take him to a doctor today, right away. Nope. And uh, then the shooting. And so I have no sympathy for these people. Just lock them up and throw away the key. That's how I feel. I mean, they didn't do any of the very basic things that parents need to do for any child, let alone a troubled child. Right? I mean, that's basically what this comes down to, is your inaction, your neglect, and then also your participation in the process of buying the weapon for a minor... Who has, I mean, we're, I'm a parent, Dave, you're a parent. I mean, I think there's lots of parents listening. If your child was having trouble, having emotional difficulties, troubles at school, all the things that we know that they were told about, you buying that kid a gun? It's ridiculous. It's I'm not, not even close. I mean, and if they're, and, and if you know all of this and the school calls you and says, you you need to come get your kid because of this, 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 and this, and you say, I don't think it's that bad, you you deal with it, then you need to go to jail. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the do you see, you saw the text messages from the mom, yep. right, where they caught him in school searching for ammunition online. They called his mom. His mom is texting, the, the te- texting Ethan saying, I'm not mad at you. You have to learn not to get caught. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? What do you mean you're not mad at them for searching? I mean, if I were searching baseball equipment in school, my dad would kick my ass because I'm not doing the thing that I'm supposed to be doing that I'm there for. So you got the basic breakdown there, but then also he's searching out weapons. I mean, he's looking for ammunition. Completely different topic, but we're just going to shotgun this uh, for a while. Uh, Peter Navarro, one of Trump's guys, was in the White House mm-hmm. and uh, failed to comply with the subpoena, and he's in trouble for it now. And uh, here, here's my thought on this. Being a formal trial attorney, having seen literally dozens of people taken out of court uh, and taken to jail— uh, for contempt of court, people who didn't show up for a subpoena and a judge says to a, a sheriff's deputy, go get them and bring them here. Peter Navarro should be in jail. Hunter Biden should be in jail. Uh, 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 anyone who doesn't comply with a subpoena should suffer the consequences of it because we would. Yeah, you it- would. I would, mm-hmm. everyone out there listening would, but if you are rich and fancy or a politician, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And at worst, at absolute worst, you know that in a couple of years, you may have some minor consequences. That's bullcrap. The subpoena thing really bothers me because it's 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 a little too on the nose, right, That a, that somebody who holds power or has held power in the past is literally just, I mean, allowed to, like you said, they're allowed to just kind of do whatever they want. They don't have to. They know that they are supposed to, you know, comply with these subpoenas, and then they just say, nah, I don't want to do that, and then they don't face, you know, proper consequences for it, although Peter did get uh, sentenced today. Yeah. For and like it, some months. But he won't be going away. Well, I mean, did he got sentenced, right? Yeah. Four months? He'll appeal. 
Yeah. Well, that's the problem is they have the money to do it. And then by the time, you know, let's put it this way. If you push it off long enough, you can always hope for the pardon and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the, I, I would argue more than anything, that's the biggest problem. One of the biggest problems we face is the gap between wealthy slash powerful people and the rest of us when it comes to how laws work, how the legal system is enforced, how laws get made. Well, I mean, I think most people would agree, certainly here in St. Louis, that it's the Wild West and people are doing whatever they want to do and you don't have to license your car. You can steal cars. You can hurt people. You're, you're going to be fine. You know, don't worry about it too much. Well, why the hell wouldn't they? When it, And I doubt that the people who are doing that even know who Peter Navarro is. But even people like us, normies, that if I'm watching these guys and there are no consequences, well, why the hell? Do, why am I filing my taxes? Why don't I drive 110 miles an hour uh, on the highway all the time? Well, because we are normal people who give an S and we don't do things because it might hurt other people. We do do things because it might help other people because it's just the right thing to do. But the days of role models, uh, certainly politicians, the days of you could be president one day, the days of, oh, my gosh, he's a senator. Those days are gone for me. Yeah, because these are just a big group of entitled crybabies who do exactly what they want to do anytime. They're all political prisoners. They're all being, you know, persecuted and they're all up on their crosses. They're all a bunch of martyrs. And I just get sick of it. They should all be the people who defy the subpoenas should should have whether they should be in jail or not depends on what the judge says. But they should all suffer the consequences and none of them do. I promise you this. If you're out there listening to me right now, if you defied a subpoena, you would find your ass in jail. Yeah. In the city jail in that moment. Yeah. As, as soon as they could find you. That's I mean. But again, we, we allow this concept across the board, Dave. I mean, if you're wealthy. You're allowed to use your wealth it's like to, they don't, to buy influence they in elections. They don't know we're watching. Right. But mm-hmm. what well, it is is that they don't care. Yeah, they don't care that we're mm-hmm. watching. Yeah. I hope they care one day. All right, Brian Kilmeade from Fox News coming up at the top of the hour. I have a uh, pretty good tipping uh, who's the a-hole. A uh, husband and wife have a dinner. The bill's 46 bucks. They have a lot of money. They leave $200 cash. Big tip. As they're walking out, their server chases them down and accuses them of dining and dashing. We don't look the other way. We're running a business here. You have to come back in here and pay your bill or we're going to call the cops. We're not letting you leave. And the woman says, did you check the table? And she said, no. And so she walked her back there. She picked up the four $50 bills, put down one fifty, and walked out. The husband said, that was too harsh. You shouldn't have been that mean. The woman said, couldn't disagree more. Hmm. So she got a $4 tip instead of 140 something. I can understand taking some back yeah. if you thought that somebody but but what are you all you're doing is like if you're the if you put yourself like you're evaluating the server. The only thing they did was make an honest mistake. I mean they yeah. overreacted but they thought yeah. you're trying to walk out the door. They I don't would know say you. Being accused of a crime when you didn't check the table. Well, that's fair. That's qualifies fair. Qualifies for getting stiffed. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 